this is the one thing that I can offer to females listening. It it's not you. Like for real, like this is the simpiest thing I'll ever put out. Like it's just the average dude is like horrific at taking a compliment. Like nobody nobody's good at that. everyone welcome back to another episode of thoughts to start a podcast of recorded conversation to give you perspective on what you know and maybe the things you don't know i'm your host chris boyd and today my guests and i will be discussing the much awaited topic of simping this podcast is based on the polls that i do on my instagram which if you are not following you can find me at boydster.chris where you can answer ponder or even suggest new topics for me to cover so without further ado let's get started All right, hi guys. My name is Kara West. I am 24 years old. Um, I went to school at Cal State Long Beach. I uh, got my BFA in illustration, and now I take care of my grandma full time. So that's what I'm doing career wise. Uh, hey, my name is Zach Durham. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I I train at the same gym as Christina. Been wrestling for about 15 years now, and I just here to kick it. What's up? So our topic today, which was a really popular topic, uh, I got so many DMs and so many responses, was what is a simp? Now, there are so many different definitions of what a simp is. Um, Even I have my own definition of what I think it is, because apparently what I thought it was isn't what it actually is. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But how would you define a simp? Because I know you sent over me a definition um so i would define a simp as when i think of a simp i normally think of a guy that is so into his girlfriend and is just like put like blasting it out there on like social media and to their his boys and whatever like i think it's normally and I, it's not like, I don't want it to make it seem like a boy, but to me, I think society has set it up that we think it's a male. Mm-hmm. Like, there can be girl sims, but it's just someone that's super into their significant other. Most time a guy. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And so, the and the reason why I asked our sim, because on, on my polls, I asked um, if sims could be a, a guy and a girl, or guys and girls. And the reason I made I made that distinction was because this topic actually came from me and my wrestling team. We were just chit chatting, and they were like, "Oh, somebody's like, um, they're making fun of someone for being a simp." And then I was like, "Okay, I have a question. Can only guys be simps?" And that's how this whole thing started. And I think I think societally, <laughs> yeah, I think simps are typically guys because you never call a girl a simp. And I yeah. would almost argue. And I. I would say um, I would almost argue that in the traditional definition of what a, a simp is, based on how we, you know, we define it based off the guys, I would say most girls are probably simps. We just don't call them that. How do you define a simp? Okay, listen, I have this down to a science. A simp is any man who's willing to sacrifice his own dignity for female attention to any degree. It's like a spectrum. It's like a mental health issue, really, like... It never, not everybody's all the way down spending five grand a month on OnlyFans. Some dudes just don't know how to take a hint. Like, there's a spectrum here. 
But like my example is, I mean, obviously dudes are hopping on a girl's OnlyFans every month, sending her twenty dollars so she can spend it on some other guy. Like that's one thing. But then there's the other dudes who are just like, you know, just just not. They're not quite there yet, but they're they're like, hey, you know, you know, sounds like a, a good time, a good way to spend my life. What if I just d- put my life on hold for this female's like attention? Like they they they're just like so lost that they can't like connect the dots that hey maybe this person's not down. What do you, what do you define a simp as? Um, like, what was your original definition? My original simp? definition of a simp was I actually had a conversation with this um, with a friend, uh, and it was that it's kind of like almost like you're hung up on a person, and uh-huh. I almost categorized it for only being at a towards a specific age because I feel like if you're older, then like let's give a number, say like thirty, you can't simp because like. You're 30 years old. That's just, I feel like it doesn't apply to you, but I know that's not necessarily true. But that, to me, that's how I, that's how I was like thinking. Yeah. I was thinking also more so of a guy just because it's like generally where it's geared towards. And it's just kind of someone who's like hung mm-hmm. up on someone who's de- who's not reciprocating, basically. Yeah, for sure. That makes me think of like, what's the difference between like a simp and being desperate? You know, like, I feel like girls are, like, when you think of a girl that's, like, trying too hard with someone that's not reciprocating, it's like, oh, she's desperate. Like, oh, she looks desperate. But, like, when it comes to a guy, like, doing it, it's like, oh, he's simping. Like, oof. You know? No, definitely. (laughs) That totally makes sense. And actually, that, that's, yeah, that's a really good point because I think that's the reason why we don't call it simping. Because I feel like almost in a way, it's, it makes sense that girls act desperate because I guess it's more socially accepted and common, mm-hmm. quote unquote, that girls, you know, act desperate or whatever. But the concept For of sure. a guy being desperate, that's not something that's necessarily promoted, you know, in social media uh-huh. or, you know, in, in just in the general social atmosphere. And so they created a new term for, for it sure. to make it super unattractive, which is the simp. The simp? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's like the origin story of, of a sim. <laughs> I didn't even hear about this until uh, this year. I don't even know how long this word has been around, honestly. But everyone just, I just see it pop up on Instagram, on the reels, and or like, you know, TikTok, read whatever things you want to call them. Uh, For sure. And people are like, oh, don't be a simp, don't be a simp. And I'm like, what the hell is a simp? Like, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, when the first time I started hearing that word. I think it was around, like, when I was in high school. Because um, I was like, oh, no, like, I'm simping. Like, oh, he's simping. But I think it has gotten more popular, like, within the past, like, year or two. Especially with tic- TikTok. TikTok makes stuff go off. <laughs> Honestly, crazy. I feel like every trend from, like, the 90s to, like, now is suddenly resurging. For sure. There's like a cycling through of trends and fashion and just everything. The last person I had, they said that a simp nowadays is kind of being, uh, the definition is kind of being transformed from, you know, obviously how you and I described it to any guy who's nice or does something for a female. Or there's even cases where in, in the actual responses themselves where people are like, people seem to think that a simp is any guy who actually treats, um, a girl with decency and so what do you think about that okay so um you 
we've hung out a couple of times and you've seen the sense of humor that Mikey and I tend to carry. But that's that's just humor. Um for me, the separation between being just generally nice and respectful to a woman and being like a white knight where she could never do any wrong, that's where you make the border between simp and just nice guy. Now here's the problem is there's like the fedora wearing Eugenes that are all referring to themselves as nice guys. That's like an off brand of simps. Like they're not quite on the same spectrum, but they're doing the same thing where it's like the second anything pops in, they're, they're like there to take a bat and like sacrifice anything for the female. And if, you know, like it's it's great to be respectful, but you got to understand, like you can't just put your life on hold for somebody else's attention. I don't. I mean, in general, you shouldn't do that. I think there's yeah. got to be like you know some mutual. You got to have some fucking self respect, like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, and. You know, people are so much more ruthless online just because they don't have to own up to their, you know, their yeah. words. What's the Mike Tyson quote? It's like, social media made people too comfortable disrespecting people without getting cracked in the face for it. It's like, there's no way that, I mean, <laughs> there's no way that any female that doesn't have, like, a full-on, like, MMA resume is going to go up to dude and be like, yeah, you have a small dick. Yeah, you're a little bitch. Your mama hates you. Like... There's no way. That's, that's but, uh, those are all things that I've, I guarantee you some poor dude has heard within the last two minutes. Probably last 20 seconds, realistically. Like, I, can, I can open Instagram and I can find like probably 40, 50 insults within two or three posts. You know how many compliments yeah. I can find? Like three, if that. Yeah, no, that's another thing. I heard that guys never get compliments. No, not at all. That's why, like, the, the second that you're nice to a dude, he'll think that you love him. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to get to the point where I can separate just genuinely being nice to, like, hey, I'm interested in you. But it's, this is the one thing that I can offer to females listening. It, it's not you. Like, for real, like, this is the simpiest thing I'll ever put out. Like, it's just the average dude is, like, horrific at taking a compliment. Like, nobody, nobody's good at that. Like, I think... The last person to give me a compliment was, like, my buddy, but the last female was, like, probably two months ago. Like, genuinely, like, a uh, full, wholehearted, not like a, oh, hey, good job. Like, like a full-on, like, hey, you know what, you're doing great, I'm really proud of you. Girls get that constantly. I think it's just because, like, that's how their friends are. Dudes, like, sometimes they're cool, but generally, no. Like, that's probably why, like, most dudes are sad out here, because they're just, like, nobody... Nobody feels like they care about anybody. Okay, I'm going to ask another question. Do you think it's weak to take a compliment? Is or it to weak give to a take a compliment? Yeah. Or give one? Both. Depends. Um, it depends on how you deliver the compliment, what it is, and the context that you're putting it in. Because if I just got done with sparring and somebody whooped my ass, and I say, hey, you know what, good job, that's kind of a... I just got bitched up, like, so bad that I had to offer them, like, a, hey, good, you know what, congrats, like, you did great at whooping my ass. Like, no. But if I'm watching somebody's bar and I see them, like, doing great, I wasn't involved in the receiving end of the loss, so I, I can offer them that, that compliment and not have it at least look weak. It may not be necessarily as weak to be a good sport, but there is something somewhat submissive in complimenting somebody after they just whooped your ass. Yeah. Like, it's weird it's like it's good sportsmanship but it's still kind of soft and then to like to take one no like 
if somebody as long as you're not fishing for it because i know too many dudes that are out here like posting thirst traps sometimes myself involved where it's like they're just looking for a compliment dudes be we're lonely out here it's almost christmas time you know we're getting lonely like <laughs> oh my god for real it's like it's weird how like when a guy compliments another guy i think the the general response is like an insult back it's just like sometimes like dudes are cool about it but generally like if you're giving a compliment you, you need to know like how they're going to respond and be prepared for that because if it's in the context of dudes just commenting hard eyes under a girl Snapchat story, no. Go to therapy, my friend. Like, go, go find somebody that values you. You're not going to get that yeah. on a Snapchat story. Uh, okay. So in terms of dating, I think someone was um, someone also commented about how like simping and dating, it kind of makes dating a little bit hard just because like, obviously nice guys, the whole concept of nice guys finish last. Um, you know, reaching out to girls and not getting a response back and then being sad about it, which for the record, if you got rejected in general, I think you'd be sad about it. And that's perfectly normal. Like, that's not something for sure. Unless it's like number 27 on your Tinder, then maybe not. But (laughs) 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 and I think I think rejection's healthy. Like, you got to learn how to get through the rejection. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not meant to be yeah definitely but yeah if you're on number 27 that's kind of cringy <laughs> like obviously us as females like whenever a guy like stops texting us or like ghosting us we always say like oh you're too good for him you know um i'm curious to, to see what <laughs> what <laughs> I would feel when a girl stops texting them. like how would you respond to that because i think people have a hard time taking when a girl stops texting their- it depends on the person because this goes back to the original topic of to simp or not to simp, you know, the, the great debate. Like if you're the kind of yeah. person to chase somebody and throw yourself at them, maybe you'll get their attention, but now you've sacrificed your own dignity for somebody that probably won't stay around long-term because you don't care. Like it, it, it's cool that you, you are persistent, but ultimately if somebody stops talking to you, it's probably because they don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like shocker for, for me though, I've noticed that when I stop, cause I don't, tend to ghost people uh, 95 times out of 100 i'll tell them hey you know what i don't think it's a good idea for us to talk you, and i'll usually do it like fairly early on so i don't end up wasting mine or their time but the few people that i have ghosted it's only for like safety reasons like i had somebody full-on like track my location and tell me they were going to come and like have me uh killed by the mafia <laughs> so i'm like yeah i'm not going to talk to you and i'm not going to offer you any other responses like there's, there's no sense in continuing that but like Generally, there's no reason that you shouldn't give somebody a complete, like, like at least a goodbye so they don't sit around waiting for you. I don't know if you, you did this, because I don't know if you've ever used Tinder, but whenever I start talking to somebody and they catch my interest, I don't go on the, like, Tinder or whatever that I'm using at the time until I, like, find out, like, where that relationship's headed. Because if it's like, oh, this person's nice, but we stopped talking, at least I was, like, mentally faithful until I found out, and then I can go on my, with my life. But if somebody doesn't give you an explanation, you're just wasting a couple extra days or weeks waiting for them to let you know. Yeah. And then you, they may never even let you know because, uh, I, mean, I mean, no disrespect by this, but the average female doesn't tend to offer an explanation why. They just kind of just dip. And I get that a lot of females are scared of dudes, but, like, it, it, it should be fair to offer, like, hey, you know what, I'm not, I'm not ready for anything or I'm not interested in anything after, like, getting to know you a little bit. 
but like it, it just it's weird how okay with wasting other people's time everyone else is you know i don't think most people can I, I agree with you but i don't think most people realize that they're actually wasting the other person's time yeah and part of the reason why i think that is because i think a lot of people are afraid of confrontation especially when it oh. comes to like personal relationships so much because of social media say like yeah. you found someone on tinder so I, I actually have used tinder before Oh man, I'm, I actually deleted uh, all my dating apps off my phone like an hour before we got on this call, and I'm so glad I got off of it. Here's the other thing: is it totally destroys your mental health? Like, as, as a as a female, I'm sure because like a lot of dudes will just pointlessly swipe and look for the first uh, drain to, drain to fill. But I'm not like that because I think that's stupid and a good way to destroy your own self respect. But like. As a female, I think it was what like every girl gets like a thousand likes in her first like few days, something crazy like that. Like you can uh, get upwards of thirty people in a night. I'm just saying. I mean, there's a lot of people who are gonna swipe on you if you're female on Tinder. And I mean, I mean, I don't mean to like puff up my ego or anything, but um, just for people who are listening, my for reference, my Tinder like the average dude pulls what like if they're decent looking, they get like. Hmm, 10 to 15 likes in their first day or so. Uh, the last time I made it, I think I got like 300 something. And like, the only other person I know that did that is a 6'6 judo black belt bodybuilder. Like, dude, dude won the gene pool for everything. <laughs> but like, I, I don't mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm like, oh, you know, pretty boy. But like, even 300, like, that sounds like a lot. But the quality of people that are on Tinder is, is just non-existent. It's the same thing where it's like, either... People who look like Shrek, or people who look like Donkey, or literally just only fans. So another one was, um, what do you? I think I asked the question of like something about like when is it too much in a relationship, or like because kind of going back to the whole concept of simp. Uh, some people actually took the definition of what I guess a simp is really supposed to be, which is someone who kind of goes to the extreme of putting themselves out there for the other person, but not getting anything back, but almost in that kind of that desperate way. Yeah. So what would you think is too much? I think it becomes too much in a relationship. It just depends on the other person in the relationship. So if, like, people say that relationship should be 50-50, which I don't think that's mm -hmm. realistic all the time because sometimes a partner is going to be going through certain life things where they can only give 30%. So then the other partner has to pick up the slack. Um, however... If someone is consistently giving you 10% and you're giving 100% all the time, then I think it's becoming mm -hmm. to be too much. And you have to reevaluate whether or not this person has like good intentions with you. And if it's something that is really bringing you happiness or if you're just chasing after like keeping them or making them happy or... Um, in my case, I ended up trying to help people a lot. And I put so much effort into people where that effort was, I was just simping and it was, there's no reason to. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, that's what I think. Um, you, you made me think of, uh, I, I remember hearing a quote somewhere and it was like some guy talking about like, you know, he's a, I think he's a relationship psychologist and he talked about how, relationships aren't 50-50. Mm -hmm. They're 100-100. Mm -hmm. 
And, and just like you said, sometimes like you have to give your 100% because sometimes your partner isn't going to always be able to give your 100. No one can because For it's sure. unrealistic. And then I think another, um, another thing on aspect, you know, chasing after different people and stuff like that. I think especially I see it a lot in um, even my own college, people's expectation of what a relationship mm-hmm. looks like based off of, you know, social media, off of TV, you know, the, the dreamy happily mm-hmm. ever after romance that we all grew up watching on Disney. Like, Which is so warped. <laughs> that's not, that's not exactly. real life, you know? There's not a point where it just suddenly everything becomes mm-hmm. perfect. Like, it doesn't have it like that. It'd be nice if it did, but... But I think... I know. It would make right. it so much easier. But also, I feel like it would get boring after so a while. So true. I feel like a lot of times... That brings up a really good point because a lot of times the chase is like what people like what people like hang on to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think nice guys finish last because girls like to chase after the quote unquote. Um, yeah, like girls like going after like the asshole, like the typical asshole because they're it's like chasing after something that is so unattainable. So that's mm-hmm. why the girls end up looking desperate instead of simping. Um, yeah. I guess it could go the other way, too. I mean, that goes with the whole concept, like, everyone wants what they can't have. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if For you're sure. if you're easy, I guess is what they call nobody mm-hmm. wants you because, like, they already have you. There's no excitement to, like, try and get you. Exactly. But, you, know, you play the whole, like, reel and hook game where you're, you know, you're just literally fishing for people and you finally catch one and they keep, like, going away from you. You're just kind of like, oh, no, come back. Come back. Where are you going? So true. And, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And I think you do need that kind of excitement and stimulation in order to keep you engaged, especially with a person versus if it's, like, just the same thing over and over again. Which, I mean, to be fair, there's also people who do like that stability. For sure. And then also the argument that people say that you're settling in life. So, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a whole different <laughs> argument right there. Um, but you made me think of this book I read. It's called um, Why Men Love Bitches. That was the, <laughs> that, That's the actual quote, okay? I mean, that's the title. Um, I don't know who the author is, but it's a book, and it's all about um, how, like, the, that chase keeps guys going. And... Mm-hmm what they don't really point out in that book but I think like in relationships that that chasing needs to like it needs to alter like like the guy needs to chase out the girl a little bit and then needs to reverse and the girl needs to chase out the guy a little bit it's like it's the same thing with um when it comes to the effort in the relationship I think so like mm-hmm. it, it just as long as someone's not always giving their 10% when the other person's giving 100 like if it switches back and forth then I think you're okay I think it's not too much but if 90% of the time is you giving 100% and the other person just not giving anything at all then I think that's way too much and you might be a simp (laughs) so given that you're like post-college right now um do you, how do you, do you think, how do you, how do you, view, what is your opinion on the dating scene right now, especially like with people in our generation? So like from the ages, I guess, of like 
18 to 30. Like, kind okay. of that area. Um, honestly, like, dating in your 20s sucks. <laughs> like, it really sucks. <laughs> um, I don't like the whole dating app thing. And mm-hmm. I think that has totally ruined dating in my opinion um with with dating apps like what it does is it gives you too many options like the sea seems so limitless you know which which it is there's like how many people in the world yeah but without dating apps it was much harder to like meet people like you have to meet them in person at school whatever at work um but with dating apps it's like oh like my girlfriend made me mad my boyfriend made me mad let me just go swipe on bumble or let me just go swipe on like it's so easy for people to just replace someone Mm -hmm. nowadays and um and it's it's really hard I think for people to find someone that really sticks out like when there's so many, like, it's just so saturated, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with my experiences, I've only met, I've, I've only met up with two people that I've met on a dating app. Mm-hmm. The first one I was friends, like, on social media with for like, years after and then finally met up with him. And that was a train wreck like keeping keeping like in relationships I don't know it just it's just so hard to get in a relationship like an actual relationship not a situationship when it comes to dating in your 20s I feel like situationships are more so the norm now um Mm -hmm. but I don't I don't really know what do you think about dating I think I definitely I mean also I'm not 20 yet so okay so so wait Um, so from what age range did you say 18 to 30 18 to 30 so I'm 19 okay that's why I gave the age range okay but just based off of like what I see in college and then like I have friends you know who are also post-college and they've been dating around too Mm -hmm. um I think I, I definitely agree that you know, with dating apps, people are definitely a lot more accessible. For sure. And just from what I see, even like in my own school, I see people kind of go, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been talking to this person for a bit, you know, and then all of a sudden the next thing's like, oh, no, yeah, we, I, I'm not interested in that person anymore. I found someone new. And it's like, oh, okay. And I'm not saying that's bad because I've uh, been there, done that. Um, right. So it's not like, it's not like I can say that it's bad, but I think just, just taking that example, people definitely are a lot more accessible just because of the way, you know, technology works nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so easy to, I guess, meet people, quote unquote. Um, but on the fact that people are way more accessible, I think we don't build strong and lasting relationships as much as we'd like to, or at least ones that are really meaningful and that will actually, you know, get us somewhere in life. Because mm-hmm. now everyone's looking for the follower count, Right. If you say you got 27, like you have a, once you start getting like that number K on your, 
uh, Instagram, you're like, oh, wow, I'm so popular. But how many of those people, like, yeah, do you know, right? Exactly. I think people talk about, you know, I have a really close circle of friends, but there's a part of me that also wonders, do you have a close circle of friends? Like, do you have like two or three people? And people are like, two or three? Like, I got like five or 10. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Two or three people that you know will have your back no matter what. And no matter where you are in life or where you are in the world, you can always either call each other, FaceTime, whatever, and, you know, be there for each other. And I I was just recently thinking about this because I have a friend that I'm really close with. I hadn't talked to him for like a month or so. And we just like reconnected a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think in terms of relationships, we're not, we're just not creating, you know, ones that are really meaningful and beneficial to us in the long run. For sure. And I think that when times get hard like when it gets rough in a relationship which it's bound to like you're gonna have Mm -hmm. moments of doubt like that's just normal and natural nowadays it's so quick to be like well like there's so many other people out there like maybe this isn't my person maybe like it's not meant to be like I think people are too quick to give up nowadays because the options are just so limitless out there because of dating apps and social media Um, Mm -hmm which is sad but I met my boyfriend I met Matt on Bumble during during the quarantine so dating apps do work but I'm very shocked that they do (laughs) like I can't fully bash on Bumble because of that I've, I've heard some stories too from my friends who successfully met their significant other on dating apps so I've been not completely horrible because like I know so many people got cuffed over quarantine because everyone was just like everyone was looking for someone and you know what no shame like no shame whatsoever so see I wasn't I wasn't even looking for anyone I had given up I was like I'm done dating I was just on dating apps to troll on guys okay and then and then I fell across him and I was like oh shoot (laughs) well I'm glad it worked out for you thank you this is a, not, not to be a bumble ad or anything but guys if you're looking i guess then bumble is the place to be yeah don't go on don't go on tinder oh no tinder is mm, that's a whole that's a whole nother topic no the, and, and kind of going to your point where you got to have like self-respect i think there's a there's a huge misconception especially like in the younger generation especially with like social media it's like tiktok that you have to be certain way or that relationships are meant to be a certain way i have a hot take that'll probably piss off a lot of people and i'm excited to say it i think that the average young man has so little self-respect because of the like being raised with the internet and the effects that porn would have on your mind like when you go from oh i can just you know get off with uh like my phone to trying to talk to an actual woman like that's, that's an entirely different world and like a lot of those dudes like that's all they've known so like when you try and make that transition to an adult female like a young female is already one thing that's like trying to deal with, but an adult female, when all you've known is just like the hub and like X videos, like it, it, there's no way that you can be expected to put up any sort of like formidable results. Like all, all you've got is like your hand. That's it. Like it, it almost conditions you to be a simp too, because like you're watching somebody else clap the person you are obviously attracted to. Like that, that's like a, a, a like. <laughs> it's an electronic cucking like (laughs) with that being said i'm kind of curious now how 
how would you describe obviously you don't have to answer if you don't want to but um how would you kind of describe your dating experience and then what are like some odd observations that you've made Oof. in that experience Oof. are you sure <laughs> I got, uh, man I, orange county is a weird weird place let me tell you like I've been on Tinder uh, off on and off for about like a year and a half now. I mean, I just met somebody that seems pretty cool and I'm optimistic, but because of the way that people kind of grow up around here, you you kind of you just get used to temporary people. The the observation that I've come come to and like the like the point that I've come to is that most people have no idea how to take a hint and even though like everyone says it's okay to tell me something straight, nobody or, or not nobody but Nearly nobody wants to hear the, the direct truth. Like the other day I was trying to explain to this person, hey, you know what? Like I think you're sweet and I think you're very nice, but I don't think that it's a good idea for us to go forward. Like you just you clearly are still like hung up on your ex and I'm not trying to feel like a rebound. And like I, I was very direct. I, I was trying to be polite, you know, like consider their feelings. And I got this like two page essay about how, oh no, I'm I'm just trying to find a, a cheap way out. I'm like, no. Like, I've found that it's a weird, like, not quite 50-50, but nearly even split between, like, oh, okay, that's fine, and, like, 35 messages on my phone about how, oh, I'm an asshole for saying, no, I don't want to pursue something. It's like the second that the dynamic for who's leaving who switches, like, people freak out. My, uh, my anecdote was I once told a girl, hey, you know what, I don't think it's a good idea we go forward, because I uh, found out that she literally was on crack. I was like, no. No, thank you. I'm not trying to, you know, pop rocks, but I got, I think I still have the record. It was like 432 texts and like 200 like, like missed calls and within an hour. Like the fact that wait, she was wait, able wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. No, 200 missed calls. Do you know how fast you need to dial the phone that's while like, sending that's like 400 two... texts? There was a number of things that I got. I got like, like Snapchats and DMs, like calls from different numbers over the course of like two or three hours. And she didn't think at, at one point in there that, hey, maybe, maybe this person who's clearly not responding to me is uninterested. Like, I, I don't beat around the bush with somebody. Like, I mean, I, I don't tend to be, like, harsh and blunt, but I'll be direct. And if somebody says, hey, you know what, I'm not interested, like, I think you're, even if they, like, are just, if they don't offer an explanation, you should, be, you should respect somebody's feelings. Like, it shouldn't be like this huge issue to say, "Oh no, I need to keep you around so I can feel like validated." I'm like, no, like just cut it off, move on with your life. The one thing that like I've noticed with the girls that I've gone out with is a lot of them. Like, this is really sad, but like nobody, and I mean nobody, is like really ready to date at nineteen. Like most of those people still have daddy issues that they haven't quite got quite gotten over yet, and that just carries over to whoever they end up with. Like, I'm sure if you ask Mikey about, like, people he's met, like, it's the same thing where either they're, like, the sweetest person in the world and they want nothing to do with anybody here, or they're, like, just, like, a bomb waiting to go off like Harley Quinn. I actually have heard before, like, from some of my guy friends about people not being able to take a hint, or they're just, like, they just won't, they just won't leave. They won't take like, no. They just won't take a no. And... I had somebody follow me for six months because I like was trying to be as polite as I could. You want you want to hear a quick story? I uh, was going on a date with this person, and uh, you know, have you ever been to Dana Point? There's like the jetty, the rocks that go out into the yeah, like the harbor. We were walking along that, just like having a nice uh, evening, just looking at the sunset or whatever. It was real nice. 
and uh, she fell and broke her wrist, like broke broken. Like I, I had to reset it, and uh, like she was in and out. She was like freaking out. So like I walk her back to the car, and uh, she let me know. Oh, by the way, I live in Brea, and obviously she can't drive. So I drive her to the hospital. I drop her off, and I full on got accused of like domestic abuse by like the parents in the whole hospital. Like, I mean, people who know me, like obviously that's not who I am. Like I could never do that to somebody, but. For a full like hour and a half, I had to convince people, no, I didn't just break this random girl's wrist. And then that person uh, followed me around for like six months because they wouldn't take, hey, the, you know, like this happened. I'm glad you're okay, but like let's probably not go forward. It was like this weird like trance that they were in where, um, you know, like just because somebody was nice to them, they wouldn't leave that person alone. Yeah. It's it's weird how like any sort of kindness keeps people around longer than they probably should be like some people are just so desperate for anything good that they'll take everything bad with it i i can identify with that actually because i've had that not necessarily for the duration of six months but i think a lot of people they miss sometimes they mistake kindness for something else you know yeah. I've had people think like just because like, I'm so I'm a you obviously know me I'm a very friendly person. Yeah, but I'm you can not put like up with me, so you have to be. I mean, <laughs> say what you want, man. Like I've put up with worse, to be quite honest. So oh, damn, I gotta go but, for broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I've had I've had like times where I've been, I've been nice to somebody, and then the next thing I know, they're trying to make a move on me, and I'm like, whoa, no. <laughs> whoa, no. buddy, <laughs> when did that get into the conversation? Like, yeah. Here's my here's my hot take. Not quite hot if literally any female that's listening to this uh hears this. The average man is so incredibly horrible at talking to women that I think that we should have like a small coaching class for how to talk to a female. Like the someone being nice to you does not mean drop your hand on the thigh and try and grab a handful, you know? Like being nice to somebody is weird because it's like I wanna be nice, but because of the way people's brains work in twenty twenty they they think that nice means give me the clap like um it, it's just this weird like thing in their head where just because somebody was nice to me they probably want to like hook up with me like no like it's almost like nervous to be nice to somebody because you're almost nervous to be like sweet with somebody because they're going to think oh they probably have a crush on me I'm like no you're not that special get out of here so um i'm wondering do you think that's a problem because of like the way we have social media and the fact that most of our relationships are kind of almost sustained through social media. You know what? I was on the first half of that question. I was about to disagree, but I think partially, it, like, uh, in in no small part, it is attributed to the, the fact that the average person only sees their friend like once or twice a month now because they can just text them constantly. But I I think that the that people being like nearly incapable of communicating in person and directly is a symptom of never having to like think on the spot and offer like a genuine response without seeing it written out beforehand. Like, you know how easy it is to send a shitty text to somebody? I sent oh, one earlier. I sent one like five minutes before this call. Tell Mikey he's a bitch. But like <laughs> it, it, it's weird. It's like you would never go up to your friend and like send them this whole give them this whole rant about how oh they're being an asshole and you need to get your life together. Like no no one does that. It's just like, sure, like, older people do that, but that's not a common thing among, like, people my age to, like, go off on each other. And the few people who do, like, nobody hangs out with because of that. But mm -hmm. then you look at the people who will send a full-on paragraph, like, explaining what, why they're angry, upset, happy, sad. Like, they, they'll give you, like, full-on, like, 
perfect detail of everything that's on their mind, but they won't do it in person. It's like they need that shield of their screen to see what they're about to say before they say it, so they can rehearse what they want to put out before they put it out there. Well, I think another part of it is like once, because when you, I think, and I, I know this because I say this from experience, like when you write out like a whole text, right, and then you send yeah. it to the person, you're not writing it out and they're not seeing it as it comes out as you write it. You're sending the whole like blurb all at once. It, it's not like a conversation where you say something and you're like, oh, oops, like on text, you, you can theoretically send a, a perfect message every time if you know exactly what kind of personalities you're working with. Because you, you don't have to like worry about, oh, like what I slipped up or I, I like stuttered. Because you can you rehearse it. It's not like they see you like working out what you have to say. Like they just see the end result. Which I think yeah. is which is interesting because that same like see none of the work, only the result is the same reason that so many people are like depressed because like you, you look at social media and everyone sees, Oh, my life's perfect and oh my life's great then re realistically, like, that's just a highlight from a cool thing they did once every few months. But, like, everyone's so convinced that everyone else's life is so perfect that they don't see anything in the build-up to that moment. Like, you, you see all these people, like, training that complain about not being able to win. I'm like, well, the guy who beat you, he put in way more hours on the mat. Like, of course he beat you. He's got three or four days worth of just straight time on the, on the floor working to whoop your ass, of course he's going to throw you around when it finally comes to showtime and you didn't put the effort in. Or it's like how people complain about, oh, we don't make enough money for washing tables. I'm like, well, yeah, you're washing tables. Like, I, I don't think, I don't want to get into the whole like minimum wage thing because I'm not trying to lose all my friends. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's weird how entitled like the average person is where they, they're convinced that, like, oh, I should get the end result like like a management salary while working non-management's uh jobs okay so you talked about a little bit how it's not two halves coming together but um two holes coming together as pe two people in a relationship so can you kind of like explain to me what you mean by that um so i feel like other people like, oh, I want to find my other half. Like, oh, I found my other half. And I've I've never really liked that because that's implying that you're only a half of a person or a soul or whatever mm -hmm. until you meet someone else. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's where kind of like some desperation, quote unquote, comes in because you don't need anyone else to thrive in this life you are a whole and complete on your own and it'd be great to find another person that's a hundred percent whole and complete in themselves and you guys can add to each other's lives but i think the concept of finding your other half kind of puts people in a bad situation like it sets them up for failure in a lot of relationships mm -hmm. if that makes sense no, uh, I understand that, yeah. Yeah. So how would you respond to the statement that, um, you know, like, oh, everything will be so much better if I just find someone to love or if, if I find someone to love me? Well, that makes me cringe because I've, I've been there. Like, I've been that person that's felt that way. And what I've learned over the years is that it doesn't matter who loves you. Like, it doesn't matter... If you get, oh, 
sorry, my fantasy league <laughs> went off. Um, it doesn't matter if the guy you think like, oh, if he loves me, like my life, my life will be complete because it won't. Like I've I've been there. You need to like focus on loving yourself and knowing that you are complete on your own. Like that, that's what I would respond to that. Like you need to love yourself before you can go and love anyone else. It's very hard to make a relationship work when you don't fully love yourself. And if you're relying on someone else to love you, then I think you're going to get disappointed a lot because people like that's just people loving you. It can change. They can change their mind, you know, and then what are you left with? That's yeah. That's my my opinion on it. Um, I've I I've been in kind of a situation, not not necessarily me, but somebody else, mm-hmm. and I think it puts a lot of pressure definitely on the person that you expect, you know, like I guess fix you or you know make you whole, just because now it's like there you literally offloaded all your stress or maybe even your insecurity um, onto that person, expecting them to carry you through everything. And, and that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's, it's not fair, especially like, especially if you're in a like a very very new relationship, and, <laughs> and you just throw everything. You're like, make me complete. After it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> like <okay>. whoa, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I I definitely agree with that. You do need to work on yourself a lot, and that was kind of one thing I learned a lot was. Um, even like when I first got into college, like everyone was, you know, everyone was hooking up or dating somebody or something like that. And I learned a lot just even like from my own experiences that, you know, you kind of have to figure out your own shit a little bit just mm-hmm. to, because I, I feel like people think they know what they want, but then when you actually get what you thought you want, you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what you want. So you're kind of just like, mm, maybe I don't want that. And I definitely don't need it. So we need to figure something out. For sure, right. for sure. And I feel like a lot of times in dating, um, there's like a like chasing the carrot, like a like a rabbit, like chasing a carrot, like on a treadmill. Like you're like, oh, I really want that. I really want that. And then when you get it, you're like, um, okay, what's next? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like. I don't know. You just have to love yourself. I think if you are, you can, you can only create your own happiness. That's it. Like no one else can make you happy. Um, I think that's so important. Like, and I've learned that over the years, like you can't make anyone happy and you can't rely on anyone else to make yourself happy. That's like something huge that I've learned over my, Mm -hmm. my years of dating. (laughs) So on that note, as we're in closing, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for people, you know, dating, especially our age or our generation? I'd say to not give up because I think it's so easy to get cynical when mm-hmm. it comes to dating. And um, I've been there. Um, the biggest advice that I could give from my experience is if someone's not giving you the energy that you need in a relationship, don't give any extra energy. Um, matching energy is what I think is most important in relationships. 
Um, that's what I've learned. But yeah, I think that's is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. yeah, yeah. I think matching energies. All right. So last question that I have is, what is your best dating advice? Let me think. Oh, for both teams or or what? For, for, for both teams, hey, it's equal weight. It's 2020 Equal right, sake. equal left. Let's go. Um, please, God, do not make an OnlyFans. That's for both sides. I'll, I'll get individual real quick, but please, God, do not make an OnlyFans. There's nothing good that can come of that. Like, imagine having somebody that you think is like, oh, man, this is a really sweet girl or this is a really nice guy, and I, I really love them or I, I like love these things about them. And you get you get to know them, and then you find out that they've been renting their ass out on uh, OnlyFans for ten dollars a month. Like, how do you how can you go? Oh, I know my worth, and then literally put it in your bio for ten bucks a month. Like, it's it's like uh, I don't I don't mean to get too much into this, but like people who end up getting like uh, uh, trafficked or they get sold for whatever high value price, like they live the rest of their life literally knowing what they cost. It's like you got to learn, you got to value yourself enough not to do stuff like that. Like if you're genuinely looking for a good partner, you got to be like, you got to carry certain habits beforehand. Like you, you can't look for someone good and not be good. Like you're not going to, you, you attract what you put out, right? Like you're not going to end up with somebody of, of quality if you're out here doing stupid shit like that. Uh, for dudes, please stop sending unsolicited dick pictures. Please. Like, can we just cut that out? I don't understand. Like, I... I get so mad. Like, why? Why? Like, what do you get from that? Like, you just, you stood there in your bathroom and you're like, you know what? This is the move. This, this is going to be the, this is going to be the home run. Sure, it didn't work the last, like, 500 times I did it. Overall advice, please be direct with people. You don't need to be blunt because people kind of miss the point between blunt and direct. Like, it's one thing to be like, hey, like, here's exactly how I'm feeling. Uh, here you go. And to be like, here's how I'm feeling, and here's why you're an asshole because of it, and I'm going to deliver it in like a mean way. It's like the difference between opening a door and, and uh, slamming it. Well, that's the end of our time, so thank you so uh, much, Zach. This was actually really fun talking with you. Forgive me, everyone. I promise I'm not sexist. Thank you so much, Kara. It was such a pleasure having you talk with me. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. I enjoy it. And let's go simp now. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening shout out to kitchen media for the music production and if you like the episode subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and please don't forget to share it with your friends and family drop any questions comments or suggestions you might have on my instagram at boydster.chris and if you'd like to be a part of the podcast you can dm me there as well Have a great week, everyone, and you'll hear me back for another episode of Thoughts to Start.